right now. Got a little theme music. Can you hear it? I can't hear that. How'd you do that? I've got another iPhone here. <laughs> All right, here we are, episode one of Mav Podcast. Are you nice. ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm just waiting for the music to kick up. Yeah. All right, here we go. Episode one. What's on the docket today? Well, I mean, three days before free agency begins and then another six days before the actual signing happens, which, as Mavs fans, we know can be more eventful than maybe other teams think it is. Well, let's talk first about the mystery of Hassan Whiteside. (laughs) Why on earth would the Mavs be his first meeting? Yeah, that's a good question. And I read something today where it was like people feel pretty confident that the Mavs are serious players because they're the first meeting. But I don't well, really would... understand why we're the first meeting. Yeah, I think there's something uh, there's something going on there. And then there was the interesting quote from Whiteside the other day. He said, I'm a businessman first and a basketball player second. So maybe he's just angling to get on Shark Tank. And that is the uh, that is part of our pitch, huh? Is that a possibility? I mean, I don't see how you can claim that you're a businessman when, like, you've been out of college. I don't even know if you finished college. I didn't do my research. Like, no, I, I don't know I if you finished it. college. I doubt it. And you know, he's made about made a few hundred thousand dollars, I guess, in his couple of years in the league. So yeah, I, I all don't of a sudden think he come out. Clear. Like, I don't. I don't think he's cleared a million dollars yet as a player. No. So. And I'm not saying you have to have a million dollars to be a businessman, but I just I'm a little hard pressed to unless it's just sort of a throwaway line, like this is a business decision and he's kind well, of scoffing at the loyalty angle. I'm just looking for any angle of why I want him to come to Dallas. I want to be clear about that, but I just don't know what the hook is. Other than no state income tax and we're going to give him the max, which I don't well, think well, San Antonio is going after him, and I don't think Houston is. I guess Houston could, right? Houston could, yeah. They're dropping Dwight. I mean, or they're not going to have Dwight. So, yeah, I mean, everybody kind of has the money for a max player this year. So it's nobody's really if, out of play. Okay, but if no state in, income tax, Let's just compare it to going to the Lakers. He's probably a well, near... Well, Florida, Florida has no state income tax. Right, but and there's no way you can sign Bosch, uh, Wade, and Whiteside. Uh, well, actually, no, you can sign Whiteside and Wade as they stand now, but you can't sign Whiteside, Wade, Durant, and they want Durant first. Well, right, yes. And now he's saying not, he's going to decide... they're not going to let Wade go. Yeah, and now he's saying he's going to decide July 1st who he goes. I, I'm i wondering, last year, Al Farouk Amino, 12.01 a.m., was on his way to Portland. Right. I'm wondering if the deal's done. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty remarkable for them to already have a deal in place. And then, Especially, well, it's also pretty ballsy to let go of Chandler when you're that void of Chandler Parsons, when you're that void of talent. But you also, 
the other day the Dallas Morning News had a list online of like the best free agent signings in Mavericks history. Yeah. And one of George McLeod was on that list. And it was Great like three ten day shooter. contract. Ten day contract followed by two year signing. And it's like anytime that is notable in your history, I mean that's that's pretty ridiculous. So I'm assuming Chandler Parsons would have been number one, huh? Uh, yeah, he was in there for sure. And, and even that was like, yeah, he's been fine. Like, uh, still not quite worth the money. But, yeah, he was definitely a, a big get because up until then, we, you know, before that it was like Monte Ellis. And the reason that was a good signing is it was such a bargain. Well, nobody signed him, you know. Yeah. I guess my whole point, my whole point is that this is like, absurd. I would just find it that much more ridiculous that the Mavericks somehow have this deal in place or that like I just have very I hate to say it, but I just think it's such a long shot. If we were to get one of these guys, it would be one of the bigger off seasons in Mavericks history. Well, and that that prefaces the um this 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 is the first edition of our podcast and it comes four days to probably, I have to say, even though this is cliche, could be the biggest free agency in Mavericks history because if we strike out, and at this point strike out would mean not getting Whiteside or Conley. Just one of the two would be uh, at least, I think, a double, you know, to use a baseball analogy for basketball. And um, but if we strike out on those two, it's like Dirk's looking. And I mean, we may still keep Dirk, but it's just a repeat of next year, right? Well, then what oh, you can maybe do of last year, repeat of last year. Well, then you you maybe do you get Dwight Howard and Darren Williams, and you're like, well, look, we upgraded at center. If you if you think Dwight Howard has anything left. And you think Darren Williams is healthier? Wes Matthews comes back healthier. Parsons. Like, remember the Mavericks were only a game out of being like the fifth seed last year. Like, so you're still a second tier team, but if you recover, and you, you know, again, you could be in that four or five mix because who knows what the Clippers are going to do this off season? Yeah, no, I think. Uh, I think no matter really what, though. No matter what, you're a tier below your Oklahoma City, Golden State, and San Antonio in the West. Okay, so plan A, Whiteside agrees July 1st. We go after Conley. We get Conley, and then we have, like, I think we have, like, $13 million left for Dirk and whoever, and Dirk signs, like, a tiny contract, and we go get, like, a, Kent Bazemore, uh, second-tier small forward to replace Parsons, and then Filler. Well, we have the we have the mid-level exception too, which is like seven and a half or eight million dollars. Yeah, and maybe we wait for free agency to pan out, and then we get somebody that uh, just couldn't get the big deal he wanted, like a Lance Stevenson or something, and and we 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 plug him in. Um, that's Plan A. (laughs) Plan. B, if Whiteside decides fairly quickly, we could move on fairly quickly, which is great. And we yeah. could move on to a Dwight Howard. Is 
that's got to be plan B for center, right? I would think so. I mean... I think at that point, Al Horford is out because he's... he's The fact that we're not going to be the first ones on his doorsteps at midnight, he's probably Atlanta, Miami, probably one of those. Or I don't know where else he could go. I guess San Antonio might try to woo him. Um, well, I mean, really, with, with all these guys, you know, quote unquote, everybody's in play because everybody kind of has the money this year because the cap is going up so much. But yeah, I think I with think, Horford though, he yeah he can't, he can't leave from Atlanta to Dallas. It's weird. Right. Yeah. No, that's not improving his situation. Not at all. It would just make no sense for a variety of reasons. So I think it's either because, and I think he wants to stay in Atlanta. So I. I don't know. I just don't see it happening. So it have to Howard have to be Plan B, right? Right. I would think so. And I think I I think we would have a like honestly. I could see. I could actually. I would be shocked if it's Whiteside Conley next year, or either one of them. Right. Even if it's. I mean, both of them would be a miracle. But either one of them really would be a miracle. I think. Um, I think the more likely scenario is you get a Dwight Howard Darren Williams combination and you lose out maybe on Parsons in doing that, or, or maybe he does see it as, okay, maybe I could work with this group. Who knows? Right. Yeah. He comes um, back cause it's with Dwight. Yeah. Something like that. But otherwise like you just roll with Justin Anderson as you're starting small forward and you go yeah. Jeff Dwight Anderson, Wesley Matthews and Darren Williams. Okay. And so, then you pick up, you re-sign like Dwight Powell. I could see him sticking around and, uh, you know, some of the other guys mm-hmm. that, that were out there. No, that, and but that again, wouldn't be a... Go ahead. That's not a bad team. No, that's not a bad plan B. I think, um, and then plan C would be the Donnie Nelson hodgepodge trade machine where he's just, trying to figure things out, maybe a Greg, Greg Monroe, a Brandon Knight, a Tyson Chandler, something where he's just trying to put a roster together that might gel. And so... Right. I, I think in that case, there's no way you get Darren Williams. Because you can... I can believe if you have Dwight Howard and he has some sort of renaissance that you can be competitive against some of these teams. Again, you're not uh-huh. beating them, but you're competitive. Because we kind of... Look, we messed around with Oklahoma City. You know, like, they, they beat us by double digits, I think, in all four of their wins. But, you know, we, we kind of hung around with them in the postseason this past year. I disagree. I think Darren Williams simply wants a longer deal. I don't think he's going to play hardball, and I don't think he wants to move at all. Like, uh, hmm. Darren Williams, to me, he is somebody that he would much rather be like a like Devin Harris right now you know he just he just he couldn't opt in he he needed this was his you know this is a weaker free agent class this was his chance to just get another four-year deal and just call it a career but he doesn't want to move he's from Dallas his wife loves it in Dallas his family's there his kids are there I think plan B Darren Williams is totally on board you know yeah yeah, but if somebody he, he, comes up with like a fifteen million dollar contract, he just can't turn it down, you know. 
But I don't see there's any way he gets $15 million. Yeah, I don't know who would like him that much, right? Well, here's what you have to think about, is that is there a team that is a veteran point guard away from a championship? You know, and it's really like, okay, Golden State has has Curry, obviously. Uh, Oklahoma City has Westbrook. Cleveland has Kyrie. Anybody else who's kind of in the mix, it's like, all right, San Antonio, but that's not really an upgrade over Tony Parker if you go and get Darren Williams. You know, no, you're not at kind all. Of old, you're old and slow at that position. Yeah, I think he's still seen as an injury risk. So Yeah. Yeah, I so don't, maybe I just, at Cleveland, it looks like they're going to lose Della Vadova. So, uh, but even then, it's like mid-level kind of signing. It's they they can't give him anything other than that because they're even with the cap jumping twenty-five million this year, they're still over the cap. <laughs> oh yeah, no, they're way over. They're way yeah. over. But yeah, I think uh, I don't see anybody just giving him like a crazy deal. I can see the Mavericks giving him. I can see him coming back for like three for thirty, or something like that. Yeah. Okay, so we got a plan A, we got a plan B, we've got a sort of a framework for plan C. I don't see Chandler Parsons in any of those plans. And so who goes after Parsons hard right now? I think the only team I could see him, like maybe maxing him out is like Orlando because they've got so many young guys that they're not going to have to pay for a few years that yeah, they could kind of spend the money. And they've sort of made this move, you know, to get Ibaka to kind of make the playoffs now. So if you've got Ibaka and Vujicic and you bring in Parsons, now it's like that's that's a pretty good front line, especially in the Eastern Conference. And he's a Florida guy. So that that could be something where it's like, all right, that's a lot of money, but I guess it makes sense for whatever it is they're trying to do, you know, in Orlando. It Other does. Than that, yeah, yeah, go ahead. I, I was going to say the, Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, you go. You go. I just see, like, you know, Durant doesn't want to play in D.C. Bosch never wanted to play in Dallas. I don't think these guys really want to go back home. I, I think, like... It's just, uh, especially when home is Orlando, all these guys have houses in L.A. Uh, I don't know. It, this spills into, like, conspiracy theories, I feel, about about Parsons, okay? Number one, the most okay. far-fetched. <laughs> these are my conspiracy theories. I wish we had conspiracy theory music. Um, <laughs> first one being... Uh, could this be a diabolical plan by Cuban and Parsons to get people to waste their time on Parsons when all the while he's signing back once we get Whiteside and Conley? Okay. Okay. I think it's far-fetched only because he went on a Twitter rant today and he's engaging with everyone now how he deserves the max. So hard to renege on that. So I think he, mm-hmm. I think that that theory is, it's flawed. Uh, the hypothesis. That's <laughs> big of you to admit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm I'm throwing a towel on that one. The second one, I wonder if he knows, like, his knee's really effed up. 
and I wonder if the Mavericks know too, and they kind of called him out on it. And he's just like, I got to get my max because if I do, if I have one more injured year, like I'm never getting this money, right? Well, look, we went and got Tyson Chandler, who was a constant injury history guy, and he's played two full healthy seasons in Dallas. And we've had other guys come through here where it's like, you know, it's almost like Phoenix in that we are able, our training staff keeps guys healthy. You know, and and last year, yeah, granted, Darren Williams had issues. So you got to figure if Parsons has not had a healthy year here, like that, there may be something really wrong there. He had some weird hybrid microfracture surgery at the end of his first year here, which no one's ever had this surgery before. And then he comes back the following year, and just when he's kind of starting to get into it, he tears the meniscus in his knee, and he's done. And so, yeah, he might just be kind of a chronic injury guy or just someone who maybe can't handle the workload of being the number one guy. But, yeah, you're right. It's like he may know that, okay, but sort of not hiding it. They're going to do a physical and all that. They'll figure it out, but. Yeah, I mean, the Mavericks may just be like, there's no way we're going to spend that money with right. what they know about his medical history. Yeah, and I think uh, during his Twitter rant today, somebody asked him if he was fully healthy now, and he said, I'll be ready for training camp, insinuating he's not right now. And when you look at the time frame, when did the Mavericks season end? March? No, I mean, the regular season goes April? to April. Yeah, they finished up in late April. Late April, early May was when they lost to... His season ended in March, right? Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, okay. So April, May, June, three months later, he's not healthy. Um, I don't know. I'm starting to... Which for a meniscus tear? Like, I, I have friends who were able to play in college on a torn meniscus. And I know the NBA is a whole different level, but yeah. that's not a severe enough injury where you couldn't play through it. Now, I get why they shut him down. You know, there was course, no need yeah. to risk a further injury and all that. But, you know, for three months later to say, well, I'll be ready for camp, and camp is four months away. It's like, well, <laughs> hold on a second. Like, <laughs> wait, what's going on? Like, that. Seems well, like a, well, let's let's call it three months because all right, we're pretty much in July. So and that's camp is that's three why you know the idea of like a Kent Bazemore for like fourteen million a year, never missed a game or whatever his record is, he hasn't missed a season like Parsons has. You could see that as being much more attractive. It's like you're 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 just not the liability, you know. Well, yeah, if he's willing to take that, I mean, that's that's probably a better move, especially if, okay, baseball with a heavier workload, can he score 14 a game and get seven rebounds? Oh, so, that's yeah. pretty much, you know, and Parsons was like at 18 and seven, I think, last year. So, you know, you're not really losing that much in that yeah. transaction, you know? Yeah, I agree. I agree, and right now, um, the other factor, too, is I wonder if they just looked at the OKC Golden State Series and then the finals and were just like, 
you know, if Parsons ever going to play championship level defense, right? And no. Exactly. And if you're building a team around Dirk for the next two or three years, well, Dirk's the defensive liability. You can't have him on the floor with Parsons as well, you know? Well, and, that team that team regularly got killed last year. By the way, right. I just looked this. I just looked this up. Kent Bazemore last year for Atlanta was twelve points, five rebounds, and Chandler Parsons was fourteen points, five rebounds. Yeah. So, I'm not gonna make an argument that Parsons is worse or better than Bazemore. I just feel that Bazemore give if he gives you seventy five percent of Parsons, but then plays the whole season and it's $10 million less a year, it's a no-brainer. And is better defensively. Well, yeah, and so let's go back to plan A. You get Whiteside and Connolly, and then you plug in Dirk, let's say Baysmore too, and put in Dirk and Wes Matthews. That's amazing defense around Dirk, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then off the bench, you have Justin Anderson, I think that new center, Hammonds, is going to play. Uh, you got Dwight Powell. You got Perea. You got Devin Harris. Maybe Raymond Sultan comes back for the mid-level. I don't know. But um, that's a pretty good team. That's that's a team that can compete, I think, with anyone. I'm not saying they're going to beat anyone, but they can compete with anybody. Well, I agree. And I think the big wild card there is, like, we've – never seen what Wes Matthews can do in a bigger role because really he was not 100% at any point last year. I have to assume that. I'm hoping that is true, yes. Well, everyone says with the Achilles, that's a two-year injury. Yeah, yeah. And he was hurt He was hurt in the playoffs the previous year. Yeah. And somehow came back and played a ton of minutes for the, for the team. And just over the course of the year, no, he was just worse and worse. No, it wasn't in the playoffs he got hurt. He got hurt against Dallas in a regular season game. Oh, that's right. But it was yeah, later yeah. in the regular season. It was later yeah, in the regular yeah, yeah. season. That's no, right. It was okay. in the second half for sure because it was after yeah. the uh, the trade for a follow. Right, right. And, um, but still, you're right. It was uh, it's still well, – he'd be about a year and a half in right now even. So I think, uh, I think that makes a lot of sense. So if he's yeah. better oh. – He'll never necessarily be worth the money that we're paying yeah. him. Yeah. But I think a year from now, if we're paying him 17 plus and the cap is $100 million, that's not going to look as bad. No, I think it looks great. It's your starter. He takes – that's the thing. Like, at least you could put Matthews on on the best defensive guy and, and say, play defense. Right. And right. if you look at the championship team – each starter kind of had a niche. <laughs> Put the phone on silent. <laughs> Each starter had a niche. <laughs> you need to get that? It's a little background noise. I don't think so. I think I'll okay. be able to call back whoever that yeah. is. Yeah. I mean, the kid ran the offense. Terry was the shooter. Uh, Deshaun Stevenson played defense. Marion played defense. Tyson played defense. Pick and roll dunk. I mean, uh, right now, Parsons doesn't have a niche. Like, there's not one thing he does really well. He's pretty good at the pick and roll, but he needs a center that could bowl. You know, it isn't even like, 
it's not like Dirk where it's like sticking with everybody and you want to pick and roll with Dirk, you know? No, I, I think what we've found out, and Parsons has probably found this out over the last two years, is that he's just not a number one guy. Yeah, I, I think he's going to... I think he's going to spit out free agency and watch everything, and um, he's really going to try to get to the Lakers. Uh, I think mm-hmm. as, I actually like Parsons as a player, but um, it's just the whole he's too focused on being cool. It just drives me nuts. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's like at some point you just got to let it go. You know, it, it's it's like your friend now that's got like you know that's just way too into his clothing and stuff like that it's he just doesn't end up being your friend it's just not i don't know i i can't see i'm i'm wondering if he was starting to get annoying to the mass organization you know um probably i mean i just don't well know. yes and no he he might be a good you know teammate and locker room guy or whatever but I just, uh, yeah, I mean, the off-the-court stuff is definitely annoying. You know, it's just, he's way too into the social media. And, you know, someone on like a, he was on a Reddit AMA yesterday, and someone said, why do you deserve a max deal? And he was like, because I'm really good at basketball. <laughs> it's yeah. like, all right, sure. Like, why Why does anybody even have that conversation about Chandler Parsons and a max deal? And really, I again, if the Mavericks don't give it to him, like, I think Orlando is that only other team that I could maybe think would give it to him. Well, I read or, or else on, you're uh, just going to go to a bad team. Yeah, I read on Hoops Hype the other day, Memphis may go after him if they lose Conley. Um, and in that scenario, it's just kind of like, well... You know, go to Memphis. It's like, what are you doing there? But just, uh, you know, who's your coach? What's your, you know, what are you doing with the uh, the, uh, the team? It's just kind of like, I don't even think he wants to be in Memphis. I, I think when it comes down to it, he's going to be like, yeah, I'll play for the Lakers. I don't care if we suck. I'll be a Laker. There'll be Laker girls. I'll have $24 million. I'm in Los Angeles, Hollywood. I think he would love it, you know? And this sure leads would, me This leads me to my last conspiracy theory. This is the third okay. one. <laughs> okay. He did not want to be a Maverick anymore, period. And, um, you know, superseding all these things, he just decided instead of dumping Mark Cuban and his bromance, I'll just make it a fiscal decision if they don't max me, you know? And he saw this as his way out. This is his way out. So kind of act insulted and walk away? Yes. Yeah, I got you. Total play. And, and you know, go ahead. And why would he not want to be a Maverick anymore? Uh, I think, you know, I I wonder if for him it's just kind of like, I don't know, either A, I want to be in L.A., B, um, Mm -hmm. I have nobody nobody on the team I could hang out with and they didn't want Dwight, so I just just want to hang out and go to clubs with somebody on the team, Um, something like that. 
or uh, simply like, oh, I want to win. I'd rather be third fiddle with a winning team than first or second fiddle on a team struggling kind of thing. You know, but the whole play is like, I want to be in the spotlight, and I don't see the Mavs getting in the spotlight, you know, somehow, some way. Right, right. I can see that. Yeah. He's not the guy to get them there. Right. Yeah, and, you know, in L.A., okay, they're losing, but guess what? He's a starter for the Lakers. He's in the spotlight. He loves it, you know? Right, right. And um, I I don't know. He and Nick Young go to clubs. (laughs) (laughs) He and (laughs) D'Angelo. Yeah. He and D'Angelo tape other people's conversations. (laughs) Yeah. I could see that, though, because, He's not a dumb guy, and I wonder if after last season he was just like, gosh, I am I stuck here with, like, all you know, Dirk's taking less money, just thinking about all the loyalty things, and it's just like, it's time for me to move on kind of thing. Like, he's just like, meh, not feeling it. I don't, I'm sick of Rick Carlisle riding me, you know. I just kind of want to, I want to go be cool with Luke Walton or something. The cool thing really bothers you. It doesn't bother me. I'm just inside the mind of a cool person. Like I, I, gotcha. I, I think this is just what he thinks. This is just how it's Okay. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> no one wanted to be like this. Just is, you know. <laughs> yeah. I think either way. I th- I think I think Parsons is probably gone from the Mavericks. Yeah. And. um I think it's okay. I think it's okay. I'd rather cheer Justin Anderson's development than uh, Chandler Parsons' rehab, you know? That's a very good statement right there. (laughs) Very good. I like that. I like that. All right, let's stick with that. So we have three days. We are three days away from, uh, is it three days? Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night. Thursday night at 11.01 Central Time. Right. And so and that's when um, we heard about the Aminu deal. The Aminu deal was like at eleven oh two. That was scrolling across the screen. So there you have Hello. <laughs> yeah. Can yeah. you hear me? There you go. Okay. Yeah, no. All um, right. So uh I don't know, maybe we wrap up here. Okay, we'll wrap up and <laughs> do it again tomorrow. All right, what are, what are we talking about tomorrow? What's our storyline? Tomorrow we are going to talk about um, maybe a little Kevin Durant talk and yeah. where he ends up and maybe some of the other, uh, you know, so if Whiteside and Conley don't end up here, where do they end up? Um, I don't know, maybe take a look at like second-tier free agents. I like that. See if there's some guys. Yeah. Diamonds in the rough. Let's think of three... I want us each to bring three diamonds in the rough for free agents. Under $10 million okay. guys. <laughs> Under $10 million guys. Okay. All right. I like well, that. Hey. Okay. All right. Until next time. <laughs> All right. Mavs Podcast signing off. That's right. That is at the Mavs Podcast. I'll talk to you. All right. See ya. Okay, bye.